What's up, loves? It's your girl, Jerry Alicia. And your girl, Alicia J. Hey, hey, hey. Hello, hello. And of course, y'all know that this is the Journey to Motherhood podcast, where we talk about all things faith and fertility. Um, so as y'all know, we have been talking about um, infertility this season, last season, basically all the seasons. And so we have a special guest today, Shanika Vailhouse. We are so excited to interview her, to get to know her, to hear her story and what she has to offer. Shanika, can you just introduce yourself real quick for the ladies? Hi, I am Shanika Vailhouse. I am a Georgia girl living in a Virginia world. I am hey, Georgia um, Beaches. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I am married to uh, Chris House, who's um, he's a worship artist and also a creative arts director here. I am the mother of two beautiful girls, two angel babies, and I am carrying another beautiful little girl. Um, Yay! <laughs> <laughs> yes, I um I work from a platform um that's also a business called My Transparent Moments where I transparently share my life um as a mother. I call it the space where real meets revelation and I also create faith onesies to help um stand in faith and partner with other women who expect who are expecting their own miracles. So let's talk about the faith onesies real quick cuz I did check those out. <laughs> and I love those, mm-hmm. by the way. They Thank are you. so awesome. They are so awesome. Uh, can you, you tell me, you. how did you get the inspiration for the faith onesie? It was literally um, an act of obedience. I was sitting down on the sofa watching TV and Holy Spirit was just like, I want you to create these faith onesies. And so whereas the onesies that I create are specifically for this, I actually had my own set of faith onesies um, before I ever became a mom. I was, yeah, in my early 30s, and I was having some, I don't know, I don't want to say issues in my body, but just some kind of symptoms that were out of the ordinary. Mm -hmm. And a lot of my family members was like, you know what, that kind of seems to be lining up with what we hear about, you know, early menopause, pre perimenopause, Mm -hmm. all of this stuff. So we just want you to go and get checked out because everybody knew that I didn't know all of the things that I wanted to be growing up, but the two things that I for sure knew I wanted to be was a wife and a mom. Mm-hmm. And so at this point I was neither. So they were like, okay, let's, you know, make sure you go to get checked out, make sure nothing's happening that, you know, we, we need to be alarmed about. Mm-hmm. So I went and um, my doctor was like, no, I don't think that's it, but you have a goiter. And I'm like, okay, I have absolutely no idea what that is. So (laughs) that that kind of um, started my faith journey, I guess you would say, with really believing because up until that point, I never questioned if becoming a wife or a mom would happen for me. You know, it was seeming to take a little bit longer, but I still believed, you know, that it was going to happen. So Mm -hmm. when they started presenting um, you know, health stuff that and Google, you know, thank you, Google, you go in and you see what these are, what the, you know, the risks are, what it can cause. And I was like, oh, okay, oh no. So the enemy really used that to kind of just, you know, attack my faith as it pertained to becoming a mom. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm going to fight back. And the way that I did that was I got a onesie. I loved anchors. And there was a woman on Instagram, you know, before Instagram became this hot spot to sell stuff and all of this. Um, and she would sell her son's 
clothes that had become too small and she had some anchor onesies. And I was like, I'm absolutely going to buy these. And I did. And I hung them up in my closet. So every day when I had to pick out my clothes to get dressed, I would see those onesies and I would confess that it was God's will for me to conceive, carry and birth children into the earth. Amen. So those wow. were my faith onesies. Yeah. And so when he gave me the instruction to create faith onesies for other women, I knew exactly, you know, how instrumental those could be to encouraging a woman's faith. So it was really an act of obedience. That is amazing. Absolutely amazing. (laughs) So people that listen to the podcast all the time, they know that I tell them that they got to put some action to their faith. And I always Mm -hmm. tell women, you don't have to go and do a whole nursery in your house. You don't have to go, you know, clean out your spare bedroom and do a whole nursery. But I need you to do something. And so I often tell them, go go to the store and get you a onesie. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I really love your faith onesies because it just shows that you do have to do something and you do have to kind of show that you do have faith in this thing because it's one thing to say, yeah, I have faith, yeah, I have faith faith but when it really comes down to it do you really have faith if so how are you showing that so that really that's really encouraging thank you for sharing that Shanika no problem. Um, thank you at least you got any questions about the faith onesies um no not right now I just think that you know gang and you know my platform Jerry you know I am and I also share this to Shanika you know, making women aware of our bodies and, mm-hmm. you know, our reproductive um, systems. Again, we are really <clears throat> educated on those things. And so like you mentioned earlier, Shanika, about how, you know, you were feeling these ways and you went to your family, not necessarily like your doctor at first. Um, and they were like, yeah, I think that's perimenopause or, you know, whatnot. You know, these things aren't taught to us, you know, anywhere in sex ed or you know when we get to college yeah all and so you know I think it's something that needs to be taught early on like when we're in our 20s when we're you know head head uh head our heads are in the books or we're not thinking about marriage right now or I mean even statistically people are getting married later on in life and so it's it's better to be uh, proactive than reactive, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. So you just literally just brought up the importance of knowing your body. Um, you know, the younger the better, um, and not to scare anyone, right? But to make you know, hey, this is what I have to be prepared for in the right. Um, Absolutely. So yeah, I think that's that's very important. And so I actually do have a question. I now that I'm talking, um, how <laughs> did you right? How did you? Um, what were your feelings going into that that doctor's appointment where you know you were you know trying to figure out what what this was? This is what's this goiter? What is this? You know, is this perimenopause? Like, what were you feeling knowing that your life goals were marriage and family? Um, it was it was really scary, honestly, because at the time I was um, my my now husband and I we were boyfriend girlfriend, but we weren't engaged or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know he had no children, I had no children. I knew that was something that we both wanted. Mm-hmm. So the mere thought of you know 
would you still want to do this? You know, we were we were dating with a purpose. So, you know, it wasn't just, you know, kicking it. We had been friends for eight years. So we knew oh, like, cool. okay, yeah, like okay. That's we pretty okay. much know like, yeah. So we we the status was boyfriend, girlfriend, but we pretty much knew, you know, where it was going. So just even the thought of, you know, would you still wanna marry me if I couldn't give you any children? Mm-hmm. Because that is, you know, it was it was possible, you know, with what I was looking into. He was like, okay, so if they tell me that this is what it is, like, do we rush things? Do we try, you know, get married early? Just yeah. so we can start trying, like, all of these different what ifs just start coming up. And my husband is really calm. He likes to talk me down. I can get really emotional and go like off the deep end really quick. Like two point <laughs> Shout five. out to the husbands <laughs> that calm the wives down. Shout that. out to y'all because we be on some other stuff sometimes. I can look, I can really I can really go there sometimes. And so he's like, okay you know well we don't have the test back letter you know they were checking my thyroid levels and everything he was like okay you know one get off of google um, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to chris mr house award shout out yes. <laughs> that's number one get off of google and two he was like you know and just calm down we don't know what the results are going to say but we know that we trust god and so yeah. he's he has literally always been a, a great resuscitator of my faith. Whenever I get in these these spaces where I feel like the life is being sucked out of my faith, he is the one that God absolutely uses to breathe life back into it. So I appreciate him so much. So it was very scary even having to face those thoughts, um, but just having somebody that would partner with me in faith and say, hey, you know, Whatever the doctor's report is, we appreciate it because that will let us know how to pray. But ultimately, we believe the report of the Lord. Amen. 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 That's good. Thank you for that, because I think so many women need to hear that, especially, you know, those of us who are on this motherhood journey, but also for those of us who are single (laughs) and on this motherhood journey. (laughs) Um, So, you know, now I'm going to uh, I've been postponing um, purchasing the onesie for whatever reason. And so I think I'm going to go ahead and purchase one um, and do what you said and put it in the closet. I have a, I have a faith onesie, but right now it's in a a locker. um, So I don't see it Mm -hmm. (laughs) every day. Wait, your faith Um, onesie is in a locker. It is. Yeah. It's in a little, like a a little chest, a little. Yeah. Okay. Okay. okay, Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, I can see the chest. I just, you know, when I first got it, you know, I went and got diapers and, wipes and and all kind of stuff and put them in the the chest and then you know when I got my house my goal was to make the the room upstairs the nursery and um there was some advice to hold off on that and so I'm trying to to uh you know hear from God and then you know also exercise wisdom so um but I definitely believe you know putting it in the closet will probably be more <laughs> more prevalent um, in, my, <laughs> in my life so thank you Shanika for that um, yeah you are and, so welcome and for everyone else you know who's listening to this podcast please you know um, if uh, when you get a chance you know visit and we'll get all that information um, at the end of this you know where to purchase the the onesie or you know get a blanket or something that's going to be in your face like Jerry has been telling us from you know day one um, just to to maintain that faith and to to put that hope. And I love that prayer 
Um, can you repeat the, the declaration that you said, Shanika, for those who are listening? Yes, it is God's will for me to conceive, carry, and birth children into the earth. Love it. I need to tweet that. Yes. <laughs> I need to tweet that. Yes. Man, that is yes. so good, though. It is because amazing. it is. Um, and so if we say we, we have faith and we have we believe we have to have that or something close to that as our affirmation, because let's just be honest, every day is not going to be a faith filled day. Every day Absolutely. you're not going to feel like you're going to conceive, you know, every Absolutely. day you're not going to feel like, OK, I really am going to be a mom. So it's on those days when you need declarations and affirmations like that, because it reminds you, OK, I may not feel it, mm-hmm. but it's still true nonetheless. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's good. That's good. And so, so Shanika, you, you created the onesies, you, uh, because, you know, in the beginning, you uh, had some fear of your situation. So after that doctor's visit, what happened? After that doctor visit, um, all of my levels came back normal. Um, Praise God. Up. Yay. Yeah. Um, the goiter was there. They didn't know why it was there, but all of my levels were were fine. And so after that, yeah, he didn't give me any other steps to take, you know, since my lab work came back showing that everything was normal. And so we just, you know, I just kept believing God that, you know, all was well. And it wasn't until after um, my husband and I got married and three months into our marriage is when we found out that we were pregnant with our first baby. And my OB saw the goiter on my neck so apparently it's big it's it was well it was big um I just didn't pay any attention it wasn't protruding to the fact that it really you know bothered me in my day-to-day activities um but he was like did you know that you have a goiter and I was like yes you know I told him the whole story about I'd gotten it checked before my levels were normal he was like well after you deliver I would like for you to have an ultrasound on it so I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm so sick of this thing, but okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> so in your flesh, right? Yes. It was just, I'm like, why does it think it is not bothering me? But why is it bothering everybody else? So right. um after I delivered and my baby was about four months old, I went in to have the ultrasound and wouldn't you know that it came back showing that I had some masses. So now I have to oh, go and wow. have a biopsy. So now here we are faced with, you know, a new set of challenges. Like I'm breastfeeding my daughter. I I was like, okay, I cannot do cancer. That is not something right. that I, you know, I'm willing to do. Like, I don't want to have to stop breastfeeding my daughter to have to deal with this, to do whatever it is. I was like, I'm just really over this. So I go and have the biopsy and praise God, it's benign. Praise so God. yes, I'm good. I'm I'm like, okay, thank you, Jesus. Let me go about my business. And the endocrinologist is like, yeah, but it's really big. I would like for you to get it taken out. I was like, sir, I'm not having surgery. It's not bothering me. I'm not going to bother it. Okay. You were really adamant about that. <laughs> She's like, I literally just gave birth to a baby. Ain't nobody trying to play. Like, literally. Like, ain't nobody like, trying to do all this. I was not, I was literally rolling my baby into these doctor's appointments. I'm like, look, sir, do y'all see this human here? Like, I'm not... <laughs> Y'all just gave me, like, y'all just told me that it is not cancerous. Thank you, Jesus. So, yeah, no, let's let's leave it alone. He was like, yeah, you know, but it's really big. And I was like, sir, I'm not going to have surgery. Mm -hmm. And he was like, okay, I will let you go um, if you agree to come back in a year 
for me to check the size of it. If it's still the same size, I won't bother you. You can go to every two years where we can come back in and monitor it. And so that's what that's what we did. And um, in between that first year check and that two year check, I had another baby. So I now have two little girls. Oh, wow. And <laughs> so I go in for the checkup in 2019. That was the, you know, so this is three years later at this point. Um, and of course it's grown. And of so course. now he was like, um, you know, I know you're saying that it's not, you know, giving you any issues because with one that size, they, I should have been having issues, um, breathing and eating. Like it should have been causing me to choke or causing me to like lose air when I sleep, but it did wow. not. Yeah. Wow. Neither of those, it was, well, praise it God. was right. yes, praise God, whole miracle. <clears throat> right. Um, it was a little bit bigger than an egg. And he was like, you know, so I would like to take this out before it starts to cause you any of those problems. And I still was like, no, because it wasn't bothering me. But I heard mm-hmm. Holy Spirit tell me to go, go forward with it. Yeah. yeah. And so in tw- April of 2019, I actually had it removed, um, but they only had to take one thyroid. So I still have, I don't remember which one. I'm telling y'all, this thing never bothered me. I don't even remember which side they took. Wow. <laughs> you were literally wow. unbothered. You I are the definition really of unbothered. Right. She's like, so look, as long as I'm healthy, my like, I'm good. good. What y'all talking about? I'm so good. I felt so horrible when one of my um my prenatal appointments they were asking me questions. I was like, I'm so sorry. I honestly don't remember. I have one thyroid. I don't remember which one that I have. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that matters, but you know. So yeah. So they took they took it. I still have one, and after all of my follow ups, my levels are still normal. So I don't have to take any medicines or anything for it. So it's gone. I have a scar. But that's it. That is amazing. Praise, it's praise the God. level of, of unbotheredness. <laughs> right. That is just amazing. You <laughs> have reached the highest level of unbotheredness <laughs> that I have ever seen okay. in a person. And I love it. That's because, amazing. and it that just reminds me because the Lord tells us that our strength, our weakness is made perfect in his strength. And Amen. so it just reminds me that when you are focused on God, you don't have a reason to be bothered. Yeah. Absolutely. When you're focused on doing God's will and whatever it is that God wants you to do, you just like, okay, I mean, it is what it is at this point. We're here. We are here. Yeah. Yes. That is so encouraging. <laughs> on so many encouraging. levels. On so many <laughs> levels. Absolutely. It's just encouraging. Um, because I know on this journey we can be bothered. Let's just let's mm-hmm. just be real. We can be we can be a little bothered. And so to hear how you were literally unbothered by something that would stress somebody else all the way out, it's it's funny. We're laughing, but it just goes to show that it's it's really a an example of how we should be with God in general. Because if we say God is my father, God is my protector, God is my everything, and I look to him for guidance, if that is truly the case, then we should be unbothered because God, God got it covered. That's true. And then, But in full transparency, I do have to share um, that that was not the end because after 2019, I think this is where my faith really um, was tested in 2020. <laughs> Early in 2020, uh, my husband and I, we found out we were pregnant for the third time. 
And so um, if anybody, you know, if they've been following me for yes. any number of years, they would know that my daughter, my, my oldest daughter has always talked about her brother, CJ. Yes. And what she doesn't <laughs> know is that when, um, before my husband and I got married, we were still dating, but before we got married, I was traveling as an assistant and I was um, on a plane coming back home from an event and in the clouds, just randomly, I, I see these two names like out in the cloud, like in a vision. And one name was Reagan and one name was CJ for Trish oh, Jr. Wow. And so That's she, cool. we never told her this story, right? So she would always talk about her brother, CJ, literally to the point where she would tell her, her teacher asked me one day, um, do, did I ask me that I have a son? And I was like, no. And she was like, well, does your, I don't mean to be offensive, but does, you know, offensive, but does your husband have, you know, maybe an older son or something? And I was like, no, we just have, you know, our two girls. And she was like, well, Reagan keeps talking about her brother, CJ, to the point wow. where we literally, <laughs> we, wrote, <laughs> we wrote him down on her, on her family tree that we were doing for oh, the project. Wow. Oh, my God. So she has literally, since she was about two, always talked about her brother, CJ. And so we were just in full expectation. Yes, this is the son. This is the right. promised boy, you know, and just where we were really excited, but that I miscarried. Right, right. And then six, six months after that, we were pregnant again, and then I miscarried again. And of course, the first yeah. thing that pops up in my mind, there is nothing different about my body except for the fact that now I no longer have this goiter. What mm. was taken, you know, what was taken from, I know they said my levels are fine, they're normal, I don't have yeah. to take any medicine, but yeah. what was it that was taken from me, you know, in that surgery that is now causing me to not be able to carry my children? So mm -hmm. this is where the faith onesies that I now create for other people became something so incredibly personal to me because right. it wasn't just, you know, the onesies that I bought before that I was looking at, but this is literally, I'm looking at this onesie that says, this is mom's faith tea to help her see me before mm -hmm. she sees me. And yeah. so I'm like, okay, like God, you told me to have this surgery. So, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not thinking that you're going to walk me into something that is going to put me at a deficit. You're going to, you know, cause me to do something that's going to make me better. So I know all of this has to have a purpose and I know, you know, all of it has to work for my good, but right now this doesn't feel good. So I just need you mm -hmm. to help walk me through it. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't the end of my right. um, faith journey with the, with the, that's where probably I was most bothered when the thing was actually gone. Like right. I was, I right. was unbothered <laughs> while it was there. Right. <laughs> now that it's not here, that it's really causing me an issue. Um, yeah, but I was my levels and stuff, they were still normal. And I was like, you know what, God, this is um this is not something that I'm going to just really you know, I want to do what I can do on my end, but again, my faith still has to be in you. So it was it was a faith fight at that point. Right. Um, right. But yeah, still having to learn to, like you say, be unbothered. Right. So and so go ahead, Lisa. Okay. So with that, um, now that you're pregnant again, praise God. With that, was there a fear or a moment of doubt that you would carry this this child to full term? Like, did you have that moment? Um, and I know I'm getting real personal, but <laughs> um, was there a moment where you were like, okay, we're pregnant. Let me what 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 did I do in the past that you know may have caused because I know women we overthink things some, sometimes so it's like what is what is going on with my body to make sure that I'm able to carry this kid 
this this child the full term so what I did I um I when I found out I was like okay I'm I'd already I never stopped taking prenatals or anything I had to take I now had to after my first miscarriage I had to have a blood transfusion which put me on um iron so I was taking all of these other you know vitamins to help my body out in areas that I may have been feeling vitamin D deficient, all of this stuff that we know. So I'm taking, you know, my vitamins, trying to do, you know, great with my water intake, doing the Mm -hmm. things that I know to do um, to just help my body out, you know, for this process. But I felt like I was supposed to um, ask my, my, my OB about progesterone. Now they had done a day 21 progesterone test on me and my levels again, everything was normal nothing that they tested showed any indication as to why i shouldn't be able to carry a baby full term so none of them were really bothered by the fact that i had two miscarriages you know it's super common to them and they see it so much i think they kind of become callous to it um so nobody else you know nobody else's antennas were up but me i'm just like okay what else can i do and i told my husband i was like i feel like i'm supposed to ask about progesterone but if I ask that does that mean that I'm not in safe and so um we had a conversation about it and what I did was I read um I was reading my bible and I was reading about the first miracle and how they had run out of wine and Mm -hmm. Mary told the servants you know whatever God tells you to do do it right and Jesus tells the servants to go fill the the pots with water Mm-hmm. And the water that they put in the water pots is what he turned to wine. And I was like, okay, well, if he's telling me to take the progesterone, then that's just me filling the water pots. I don't have to prove anything. You know, the enemy right. was trying to test me like, oh, like, really? Like, you're just going to oh, so you so go and get really have Yeah, you don't really right. believe. You don't really believe God. You just want to see what medicines can help you. But I knew that only God could sustain, sustain my pregnancy. But I wasn't so naive to think that he couldn't or wouldn't use the progesterone to do it. Now, honestly, they didn't even want to check my levels to see what they were. Because like I said, none of them were alarmed. But she was right. like, you know, if you take it, it can't hurt you. So I'll just go ahead and prescribe it for you. So for wow. the first trimester, I was taking progesterone. Um, but I took that knowing that that's not what's keeping my baby here. I know that literally this is is only God's doing. So um, it didn't hurt my faith or, you know, make me feel like I wasn't in faith, that I was just depending on the doctors or whatever. But I knew that faith and works go hand in hand. So if God Mm -hmm. was leading me to to take the progesterone, then that's what I, that was me filling my water pots and that he was going to use that to um, perform a miracle. Amen. 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 That is so good. Cause sometimes I think that we're either on one side of the scale or the other, and we just need to come in the middle. Either mm-hmm. we're on the side where I got faith. I'm not going to do anything because I have faith or we're on the other side where I say I have faith, but I don't really have faith. So I'm going to do everything other than have faith. And so I think that that's a lesson for us to come in the middle because that's where faith is. Faith is in the middle. Faith says, okay, you know what? This is happening. It's not great. doesn't feel good, but it's happening nonetheless. And I still trust God, but within me trusting God, I still have to do my part. I still have to listen. I still have to discern. I still have to take action. I can't not do anything, but I can't rely solely on things of this world either. So I have to kind of come in the middle so that God can do what he was going to do in the first place. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 
that's, that. that's a great lesson, Shanika. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I, I, think I just think about exactly, exactly. And so I think that with church culture, we sometimes take that out of context where we try to overwork. Uh, God is like, no, I don't. I didn't need you to do all that. I just mm-hmm. need you to do this one thing. That's all I asked you to do. And you just took it upon yourself to do everything else. So that's a lesson to everybody listening. Discern what you're supposed to do Absolutely. and leave the rest up to God. Amen. Yeah. And I really wanted to, I really wanted to share um, that story because I know so many um, moms who are in faith and believe in God for babies. And they think that they're not supposed to do anything, you know, like mm-hmm. some people are against IVF and some people are against IUI yeah. because, oh, you know, they, they are, <laughs> they are, you know, I believe God, I believe God, I believe God. And for some people, it may, he may be telling them, nope, that's not your way. But if he's telling you, that's why I thought it was so important to highlight that Mary said, Ooh. whatever he tells you to do, do it. So yes. if he's telling you, I'm, this is how I'm going to perform your miracle. If your water pot is to go and get the IUI, go get the IUI. If your water pot is to go and do IVF, then go and do IVF. But whatever it is he tells you to do, that's what you do. And don't try to um, don't try to please other people or, or or be afraid of what other people will think. You know, she's she's talking about faith and how much she believes God, but yet she's just gonna go and then have this. You know, God, God created science. Science exactly. is, it exactly. is because of God, you know? And so it's not like you are saying, I don't believe God, so I'm going to do this because we know that an IVF process can fail an IUI process cannot Absolutely. be successful. It is yes. only God who creates life. So exactly. your faith Absolutely. is not non-existent because you go and have these other methods done. If this is how he chooses to bring your miracle, you know, into existence, then do what he tells you to do. and that's the key and so anybody that follows me on social media knows that I talk about that all the time because some people are taking matters into their own hands doing IVF and some people are just sitting on their hands not doing IVF so that's why you have to discern what God is saying for your situation you have to discern what's best for you Mm -hmm. Um, because so take me for instance I have a friend named Shantae Truscott um, who did IVF and she she was like God told me to do IVF however for me God specifically and implicitly told me that I was going to carry naturally and so so these are two scenarios where you know same faith same God different mm-hmm. methods and Absolutely. that's okay we have that's to understand okay. that God is not going to use the same method for every situation absolutely and and don't ignore signs so what's so crazy is um when the, at the beginning of my fertility journey, not knowing that I was at the beginning of my fertility journey, um, I um, was having a hot flash in a meeting. And one of my coworkers at the time, a, a, a white lady, like she's in her, maybe she's in her 50s. And she was like, you need to look into getting your eggs free, frozen. And I was like, whatever, I don't need to get my eggs frozen. My grandma had her babies in her 40s again not really knowing how this process works right um you know i ignored it and not only that like god sent me a dream it was it was a crazy dream i had no idea what it meant but basically 
um, it showed like a baby and it was like a hand was reaching for the baby from my body and it was like snatching the baby. Like they were, they were like, I can't, I can't really describe what it looked like. So it was like, I could see a baby, like a flesh baby. And then I could see like a baby outline, but it was like a dark outline and I could see a hand coming and snatching like the babies. And so, um, you know, God was giving me warnings, but I, I wasn't paying attention to the signs. Right. <laughs> and God was giving me the solution. And I was like ignoring it because I just assumed, you know, I was going to be able to, you know, produce these babies based on my history for my, my family and then not knowing my true history. So when then mm -hmm. I went to my aunts and my aunts were like, yeah, I had issues carrying babies. I had this and that. And then you know, my biological mother passed away. So I was like, so I don't really have her history. So I don't know what happened. So it was just all those things that God was trying to reveal to me in that time that I wish I had said, oh, maybe the Lord is trying to tell me something instead of being stubborn and being stuck in what I thought it should be. So when you get that warning, when the Holy Spirit shows you like, this is what's going to happen, um, you know, take, you know, pray about it, go forth and, 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 you know, um, listen to the Holy spirit and listen to God and make sure that you're getting, getting exactly the instructions that he wants you to have. Um, so you don't end up where I am, but you know, at the same time, God works all things for his glory. So even in that, even in my, my ignorance and disobedience, um, God is still, you know, showing me how I can be a blessing and still telling me that I will give birth. Um, and so, uh, um, you know, I, we also, I'm very tunnel as well. So also in that, um, the tunnel vision of, oh my gosh, I don't have any eggs. I'm not going to be able to have a baby. And the Holy spirit was like, you still have a womb. You mm -hmm. still have a uterus. So what's the, what's the problem with you having a donor egg? what's the problem? And I was like, oh, well, you have a point. It's not like you're dead. It's not like, you know, you had a hysterectomy. I mean, some people, you know, have a hysterectomy and your journey is going to be different. Right. But, you know, whatever your journey is like, don't put God in a box. And, Absolutely. I, and I've said that before, you know, Jerry, you know, take the limits off. Yeah, um, you know, whatever you thought the way it was going to be, just take the limits off. And I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, let me just put it in my spirit that we, we gonna get this donor egg and be be happy. So, um, but um, and I do want to go back, Shanika, when you were talking about, you know, um, when you and Chris were dating and you having to bring that conversation up to him about, well, what if I can't have, you know, kids for you? Would you still um uh marry me and did y'all actually have that conversation or he actually he, he wouldn't let he wouldn't because we hadn't had any of the res test results or anything he wouldn't even let me go down that road he oh, he pretty much like just cut me off like that's not a conversation that we're gonna have right now because you literally your blood is still in a tube somewhere like they've not tested anything you don't know anything I'm not gonna let you put yourself through this emotional you know <laughs> trauma shout and you out don't to even... Chris <laughs> yes. Chris is amazing and you don't even know she's an only child sorry <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least I tried. Oh, I had to ask. 
I mean, sometimes you just got to shoot your shot and see where right. it goes. <laughs> see where it goes. Um, but no, for real, shout out. And I think it's important that you have a husband that has that kind of faith to help you go through it. Because, you know, God created us male and female with our different dynamics for a reason. Um, Cause you know, like y'all said, women were like, "Oh my gosh, is it a word?" Be making up scenarios in our head. Don't even have right. all the information. Right. It's just be a lot going on. And you know, the husbands are like, "Let let's just see what let's happens." Let's just like, like, did you did you hear from the doctor today? Like, right? What's today? <laughs> yeah, this was literally same day. Like, I literally had just come back from like. <laughs> The, the office giving blood like it literally oh like God. I gave that thing no time I'm telling you it's Google's fault I blame Google right right Google is great however it yes. will get you in a world of trouble if you're not careful exactly. Google will have you self-diagnosing and everything yes. yes rabbit hole of Google gotta love it it's and a whole doctors, thing and your doctors be looking at you like girl why? Why? Because you come, you come in telling them what's wrong. Google told me I had this. Exactly. Oh God, that is so hilarious, but so true. Yes, yes, that is amazing. So I'm glad that that there was that balance, and you know, you didn't have to have that conversation. Um, I think that's like you know something that again I've I've said on the podcast before that it has been a conversation that I dislike having um in the dating game especially you know I'm getting to a place where I feel like you know me and this gentleman might be um you know compatible but even with that I tell them up front because I'm like I don't want to waste your time because you're not going to you know if this is not going to be um and you know of course I feel in my in my spirit that you know whoever God has for me is going to be like whatever come what may and what what I've been surprised to find is a lot of the guys that I've talked to were like yeah no problem and so I'm like, why am I so afraid right. Right. <laughs> of this, you know? And so again, you, you create that, that narrative in your mind that is not true. <laughs> so um, just to encourage women out there, you know, don't overthink it. If it's something that you have to present to the person that you're, you're, you know, potentially may marry, you know, just get to a place where you just say, hey, this is what's going to happen. And don't be afraid of the outcome because what God has for you, it will be for you. Absolutely. Exactly. And if it's somebody that says, hey, I can't deal with that, then you know that that's, that wasn't for you. That, yeah. And that's okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, you know, thinking about Joseph and Mary, I mean, Mary had to go tell Joseph, look, I'm, <laughs> but I, I'm knocked but I'm, up. And I don't I'm pregnant, really know dude. How to explain this to you. <laughs> right. God. Um, and so, you know, God took care of that. God took care of Joseph. God gave Joseph that dream and, you know, had that uh, encounter with the angel. And so, you know, you, you have to take that and say, you know what, if God has this person for me, God will deal with him. Right. Yeah. So, um, have that faith to know that God is in every little detail of your, your journey. Exactly. So Shanika, what was your husband's reaction to the faith onesies? Oh yeah, that's a good question. He um well he's super supportive of everything um that God has given me to do and I'm very, very grateful for that. Yay. Um our personalities are 
pretty different. I'm a lot, well, one, he's, he's very private. And I was like, bless your heart having to be married to somebody who's been um, assigned mm-hmm. to put their life on Front Street. I right. can definitely <laughs> relate to that. Most yeah. people are like, oh, Jerry, you married? Yes, I'm married. He just doesn't talk, okay? He just, he had, you know, he has, um, he had, he speaks out on, you know, what God has made him really, really passionate about. And he's always in full support. Um, of everything but he has always made it known like back you know before one thing I can say my transparent journey didn't start after we got married he mm-hmm. actually had to walk with me through my my first assignment of being super transparent on social media and so I think that was his introduction to what he was getting into but he was so pivotal um, <laughs> in, in me being able to um, make it through it was a um, 32 days of me releasing facts about myself. Um, I grew up without my biological father. I didn't meet him until I was in my 20s. And wow. 10 years after, yeah, 10 years after we met, um, our relationship was sealed. It was really different for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like he didn't acknowledge the fact that he had a daughter that he didn't know. He just assumed that because I was his daughter that he knew everything, but he never really tried to get to know me. And so God assigned me to share 32 facts. I was 32 years old at the time, 32 facts about myself with him, but share it with the world. And so it's called Dear John, um, what I wanted you to know, but what I couldn't say or something like that. I don't even remember the hashtag that Dear John 2014 because it was in 2014. Wow. wow. And I shared things on social media that I literally never even shared with like my closest family members or friends. And so that was a very, very vulnerable, very scary Mm -hmm. time. And he Mm -hmm. was there um, through that. And so even like in our dating phase, like when I would share stuff about him, I'm, I'm real, I love to write, I'm wordsy and I share like, that's my thing. And he would tell me, you know, I'm not the same way. I'm really private. So I don't mm-hmm. want you to think that because you don't see me posting in the same manner that you do, that my feelings are different. And so that was something that we had a great understanding about um, from the beginning of our relationship. And so it's this, it kind of travels into what we do. Like he'll repost some stuff and every now and again, you know, you'll see him share um, a little bit of his heart, but he's in full support so when you don't see him you still see him because he's pushing and backing everything that I do but he's not going to be the one that's you know he one he doesn't like to be in front of the camera so he's not going to be on camera much <laughs> showing showing anything but he How loves is possible as a worship leader sir you're always in front <laughs> he, you know what he is always out front but that is literally probably the only time that you are going to see him like I'm when you say can when you take a picture of me it's like <laughs> okay, come on. Like, he like, got it, it's like, like pull the teeth. <laughs> yeah. My like, husband yeah. is the exact same way. <laughs> that is I funny. did a photo shoot for my birthday and it took, I don't know how I convinced him with this photo shoot, but I'm so glad I did because those are like, other than our wedding photos, we, I have maybe two other sets of photos of us together. Oh, and everybody wow. is like, yeah, my husband is the exact same way. He's real private. And so even with womb prep, I ask him, hey, babe, you know, because our story is a little different. And so I ask him, hey, babe, can I share this? And so 
most of the time he's like yeah okay whatever but I still out of courtesy for him mm-hmm. and out of respect for him mm-hmm. I still ask him because at the end of the day I'm not the only one in this equation right mm-hmm. absolutely and, and I think as women sometimes we forget that we're not in this thing by ourselves right. if we have a partner or if we're married because at the end of the day it might be happening in your body but it's still happening to them too still, they yeah, still yeah. feel all the emotions yeah. you know they still feel sad when it doesn't work they still feel anxious when it's a doctor's appointment or whatever the case is so just be mindful that it might be happening in your body but it's happening to your husband too yeah, um, and so be mindful that it's not all about you Mm-hmm. I know as women we like to think that it is but mm-hmm. the truth of the matter is that it's not it's not all about us it's not all about what we want and only how we feel right. um, because at the end of the day there's a whole other person going through this experience too yeah and so we, we definitely have to be mindful of that but yeah that is so funny Shanika my husband and the camera is the exact same way he's like yeah no I'm not doing it he's <laughs> yeah, like he, no nah, he is he is so he is so good on that but I love that that you shared that there's a whole other person in it with you and that was something that I really wanted to highlight after we had our first loss um because I was sharing so openly I remember that um part. Yeah, about it. You know, I I wanted to make sure that people were aware that I didn't lose a baby, but that we lost the baby. And um, to also be mindful to tell, you know, other women who were in that space to make sure you don't try to um, dismiss what your husband is feeling because he may not grieve the same way that you do. Yeah. so I think that's, yeah, it's, it's great for other people to be mindful, um, you know, because like you say, they know that you carry the baby. And so you feel physically, you feel all of the effects of what's happening, but to not look at the father as if, you know, oh, this doesn't affect you at right. all. Yeah. Right. That's and good. I think we also have to remember that men, they just, in general, they grieve differently. Mm-hmm. They feel they differently. Yeah. And so just because he's not crying every single night like you are, doesn't mean that he doesn't feel it. It's just right. means that he's just dealing with it in a different way. Right. Um, and we have to understand that that's okay. That's how God, literally how God made us. God didn't make us the same. What, what would be the point of that? God right. made each of us individual and he made each of us different. Mm-hmm. And as it relates to male and female you know we we show ourselves differently we feel differently you know our emotions uh, they come out differently and so it's important for us to know that it's okay it doesn't make him a bad husband because he's not crying every night it just makes him different that's right and he's also carrying the weight of wanting to make sure that you're okay like my husband he is a he is a protector to his core so if there's any kind of way that he can protect me from any kind of hurt or any kind of pain, then that's that's what he's going to do. So because he couldn't protect me from that, he had to deal with the weight of that and to also still try and make sure that, I, you know, he's holding me together, okay, because I'm broken. My wife is broken right now. How do I hold her together and make right. sure that she doesn't completely fall apart, you know? And so he's dealing with what he's feeling. He's dealing with, you know, what I'm feeling and making sure that I know that he's present, even if he's not saying anything, you know, still having to deal with the household. If you have other children, you know, he was trying to give me the time that I needed and still, you know, doing stuff with the girls, making sure that they were good, still having to work. So they have a huge weight on them. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
so kudos that is so real. again to husbands and men who actually walk in their calling as the head of the household so yeah to you guys because it is a lot that um sometimes you know does not get acknowledged so we thank you for for that um it kind of reminds me the um the videos the tiktok videos where they put the kid in the middle the kids in the middle and they you know have the parents on the outside and see which which kid (laughs) will run to to which one but it seems like you know, majority of the time the kid is, is running to, towards the mom. And so um, I think it's because the mom is usually more hands-on with the children than mm-hmm. um, the dad is. But, you know, it's good to know that uh, even though that's happening, um, the man is there and he's, you know, present in their lives um, there because there are a couple of times they do run after dad. So um, so thank you. Thank you to all the fathers um, who are listening and those who are 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 on their way on their journey to fatherhood so thank you guys for that definitely because at the end of the day uh they matter too Uh, and so a lot of times that's one thing that has bothered me in the infertility space um it's a lot of there's not a lot of support resources for men uh, Mm -hmm. versus women but uh just know that you matter too, you men you matter too yeah oh yeah <clears throat> alicia i don't have anything else at this moment not saying that i won't but at this um, moment i don't so shanika i do want to hear a little bit more about your your transparent moments because i remember sending you a little message and being like hey when are you going to turn this into a book um, because there's <laughs> that's so a good question good. question, question of so, the decade yes <laughs> I'm waiting for them so I can go ahead and be ready. So when these moments come up in my life, I can go ahead and, you know, uh, look at these transparent, mo- the transparent moment book. Cause I was like, ain't nobody trying to scroll through Shanika's uh, <laughs> uh, profile looking for these things. So I'm like, girl, when are we going to get this book or this workbook or this worksheet? Something. Listen, oh! you, can do a whole, you can do a whole pack. You can be a book. It can be a journal. You got, you Stop already it. got the onesies, right. you know, you got a whole pack. <laughs> so I I am I don't have um a time frame or timeline for anything. I actually was working on it. It was 2019, the end of 2019. Mm-hmm. I was literally going through pulling off my transparent moments from social media posts and I was trying to, you know, put them in place so that I can elaborate and go in and plug in and take out and all of this kind of stuff to start working on forming a book. And that was when God told me that wasn't my next book that I was supposed to write expecting CJ, not knowing what 2020 was about to look like. Right. So I actually paused it to do that one. So um, I, 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 I have some other things that I'm trying to work on. I feel like sometimes I have so much going on in my, in yes. my brain. Like how I get <laughs> yes. it all out. It's just like, this is a lot, Lord. What? Yes. Right. Like what, um, but I'm, tr- yes, I will be working on it. I'm trying my best to be in sync with God's timing. I know a lot of times I feel like when God says something to me, I try to put it out right then and one of the Mm -hmm. things that he Mm -hmm. really highlighted to me during my healing process um after my miscarriages um 
every time, not when the seed is planted is not necessarily when it's supposed to be birthed. That just like mm-hmm. when you mm-hmm. conceive and there's a period of time where you have to carry a baby so that your baby can grow and be mm-hmm. nourished and do all of this. And then there's a time for it to be birthed. The same thing happens whenever we have these seeds of other things, books or whatever it is that we're supposed to produce and birth into the earth. And sometimes I've been guilty of birthing things prematurely and so wondering why you know why hasn't this taken off like it's you know like I thought it would or why hasn't, right, it, done, right. hasn't it done this and realizing that it's almost, it's almost like it's in a Nikki stage like it's in this incubator where you know yeah it's birth but it still is not in a place where it can function on its own without this type of assistance so it's just kind of being dormant right now so I'm trying to make sure that I stay in line with timing. So I will be working on it, but trying not to press go before I'm supposed to. But the my transparent moments, how it started was really um, God speaking to me during um, my pregnancy when I was pregnant with Reagan. Um, he was just taking me through this process. And I think I called it like the butterfly effect or something. Um <laughs> just knowing the different stages that I was going through and just as my baby was growing, how he was growing me and I was just realizing certain things. And so I would share those um, as I was, you know, on social media, as I was led to share, share about it. But then when she got here, it was like, it went to another level. And as Mm. I would talk to her, even as a baby saying things to her, it was like, I could hear him speaking to me through me. Like I called them the taps because I would say something so regular, like in the regular conversation, it was just like, he would tap me and I would be like, Ooh, okay. Yeah. Like I got that. Um, I think the I think one of my favorite ones, Reagan, she was a little girl and she was eating like some puffs, the little baby puffs or something. And (laughs) I had put some, I was in the kitchen and I was, I was cooking. And so I had her in a high chair and just was putting the puffs out and she was grabbing them and eating them. And she had eaten all of the ones that were in front of her on the high chair. And she was calling me, mommy, mommy for some more, but she still had some in one of, in her other hand. And I kept telling her. Raven was like, no, I need, I need some more. I know I have this, but I need some more. She was literally like, it was almost like she was oblivious to it. And I kept saying, it's in your hand. It's already in your hand. And (laughs) right after I said it, you know, telling her, it's, you know, it's already in your hand. I felt the tap. So I caught up the tap. And I was like, oh, my God, like the thing that I keep coming to you, asking you for this thing that I keep crying to you about, it's already in my hand. And so like, that's how they started. And I would just, you know, just share with people, you know, to be open and to listen for that still small voice, because sometimes we just think, you know, God is so big and he's so massive Mm -hmm. that he's going to always speak to us loud and thunderous. But it tells us that he speaks to us in a still small voice and sometimes Mm -hmm. we miss it because we're not really open or in tune to really hearing him. So just to um, bring awareness to people, to let them know that he speaks to us in so many different ways and to just be open to hearing his voice, even if it's through you, you know, you speaking to your children, the interactions that you have with your children on a day-to-day basis, because that is literally how he's grown me and transformed me in so many situations, literally from me talking to my daughters, giving them instructions and him tapping me being like, okay, I need you to get that too, ma'am. And I was like, okay, so that's why I call it where real meets revelation because it's the real life happenings of motherhood 
meeting the divine revelation that God gives me through those day-to-day um, encounters. That's it. a whole book right there. I just want it you is. to know that. <laughs> I just I'm want so you to excited. know that. I can't wait. That is amazing. <laughs> I, really I love that. I love um, that. And then uh, Shanika, you mentioned CJ a couple of times. And so um, I like, I'm sure many of your followers were like so excited when you got pregnant this last time. I was like, yay, CJ. It's like, yay, CJ's coming. <laughs> I, and I remember a post you said, uh, Reagan is like, this is CJ. And y'all were like, well, let's wait. And let's right. see what the, you know, the sex of the baby is. Um, and then I remember the post that you made where you said, you know, um, no, this is not CJ. It is a girl. Um, and I am still happy to be the mother of this baby girl. Like, yeah. what was that dynamic like sh- telling Reagan, hey, Reagan, this is not um, your brother. And then on top of that, you're like, okay, this is the third pregnancy. This is child number three. So that means we're going to have to have another one to get CJ. So um, how was <laughs> that like feeling? Um, you know, going through those dynamics of, okay, so we're going to have more kids than maybe you thought you were going to have, or was that like a factor? I'm just curious to know. I actually, I was, I, well, after I had gone through the bulk of processing that day myself, um, Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I have to tell Reagan. And I wasn't sure what her reaction was going to be. I actually Mm -hmm. recorded it because I just wanted to know. I wanted to be able to look back at it regardless of, you know, what her reaction was. Mm -hmm. And her response was such, it was such a blessing. It's actually, I think, what really helped me to um, push push through um, my my grief is what I call it. You know, most people say gender disappointment, but I think mm-hmm. it's, it's it's just grief. Um, yeah. And I I I told her, you know, that we found out the gender of the baby, and then I asked her, did she know what gender was? And she was like, no. I was like, okay, well that tells you if it's a boy or if it's a girl. And she said, okay, so what? And she said, it's a boy. And I said, no. And she said, it's a girl. And I said, yep. <laughs> and, and she said, yes. Oh, so, oh yay. yay. Okay, good. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, I got ready. It was like dead set that this was CJ. <laughs> she, was, she was so good. Ryan, her, both of them were. Ryan, Ryan actually, okay, good. Ryan actually told me it was a good. I told Ryan before I told anybody else because oh. Ryan, Ryan is my, well, aside from my husband, but she's that's my little baby so she was always on me she always climbing on me and she was doing a number on my stomach so I had to tell her that mommy had a baby in her tummy so that she would be careful with how she was getting on me but I told her not to tell her sister because I wanted to give Reagan you know she was a little bit older during the losses and she was aware of um, somewhat of what was happening and so I just wanted her to have the joy of seeing me grow without me telling her something not for fear of disappointment but I just thought that would be really exciting for her so um I told Ryan and the day that I told her she said it's a girl and I said no I don't I don't she said no I was like I think it's a boy she was like it's a boy I said well I think so so every time she would ask me I would say I think it's a boy so I would never tell her for sure I just so you know I think it's a I think it's a boy, but she legit told she me. Was I think legit. She was like, oh, Ryan was like, no, ma'am, it's a she girl. Was like, it's, it's, a girl. Me, it's a girl. It's a girl. And I was like, oh, okay. But that um 
yeah, she was she was not um she was not disappointed at all. And oh, I met the God. post the post that I made, I made because I knew um that there would be so many people who felt like right. me, um, <laughs> who were just just full-fledged I know the next baby is going to be a boy it's going to be CJ you know I I have no questions about it and I didn't want people to um dismiss or dis or diminish the miracle that my baby girl was because they were you know so high on expectations for CJ and so I didn't want them to jump over the fact that she's here you know and that she's growing and that she's um, she's a, a whole miracle in herself trying yes. to reach for, you know, baby CJ. CJ. I yeah. actually don't. And I'll, honestly, I don't tell God what I'm not going to do, but I'm not planning to have any more children. But all I know, <laughs> CJ is a grandson. But I... <laughs> maybe, maybe Reagan... Maybe Reagan's so in tune with CJ because that's Ashley. Maybe she's gonna have Maybe a son and name him after her daddy. Right. I don't know. Yeah, but if you ask me, if you ask me or my husband, we're we're good. He is so good <laughs> on being a girl dad, and you know, I've dealt with you know my my grief of you know having to let go of the fact that I was gonna be a girl and a boy mom. I I don't know what you know God has written down the line for me, but as far as me. Um, just saying, I'm gonna have another one to try. No, I'm not. Yep, nope, I'm good. So, <laughs> so, so, just so y'all know, Danica's not actively trying to. Sorry, have CJ. I am God not. Blesses them with CJ. <laughs> CJ will happen. Yeah, God's um, will be done, but I am definitely not out here trying to make it. Yeah. <laughs> if it was Danica, she's like, nah, dog, I can't even. <laughs> We're we not doing that. We good, and you know, God will. will you y'all will be like well on your way and and reagan and ryan and and baby house number three will probably be ready for a graduation and lord will be like all right here's cj honey <laughs> please don't speak that on me but i, I can't imagine you be like wait what wait what <laughs> but i want God. people to remember that i am i am in my last year of my 30s so, you know, if this were, you know, a decade or so ago, then, you know, I'd probably be no like, problem. you know what? Yeah, one, one more, we we'll keep go one more round. But sis, sis, sis is tapped out. Sis is tapping out. Hilarious. Well, you know what? However CJ um, materializes on this earth, I'm excited to see how God does that because he's done yeah. so many miracles and you... You cannot, I don't, I don't think you even know the number of people you've blessed with your testimony, with your transparent moments, with your, your, um, just your, your words of wisdom, your words of encouragement. Um, I've been following you since you, before you were married, I believe. And, um, I remember it was a book cover you had on like a pink tool skirt and some Yeah, the eye inside of me, the book for princesses. I should have known then. (laughs) (laughs) yes yes so um and so you know you you sparked my interest there and you've been encouraging me since then and so um I want to thank you for your ministry I thank you for you know blessing me I know God doesn't make mistakes that I would be to be following you um so you know God bless you thank you um you're an amazing powerful woman of God um and again I don't think the that you really understand the impact that you have on the world because you're just so humble. 
because you're never on here like, you know, I did X, Y, and Z. <laughs> um, and she also didn't talk about, you know, her ministry of giving to, to mothers who are in need. Um, Shanika will literally put her cash app on her social media page and be like, this mother needs diapers, um, you know, milk. And, you know, people will literally give um, to that. And she'll share the testimonies of people who DM her. Um, and it's just, it's an amazing ministry and I'm, I'm forever grateful for you. So thank you, Shanika, for all that you do. Woo, girl, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, sincerely, sincerely, thank you. Oh, God. Um, Shanika, bless, it has, bless us. Yeah. yes, it has been such a blessing getting to know you. Because uh, like I said earlier, I purposely did not research you because I was like, you know what? I just want to hear it. I don't wow. want to go in knowing what she's going to say already. I just want to hear it. So and, and this has truly blessed my whole entire life once today. Okay. This whole conversation wow. has been so amazing. So I thank God for you. Amen. Um, yeah. Can you pray? And thank you side? for letting God oh. use you. Yeah, because- definitely. <laughs> You could totally be like, I ain't going to do that, God. (laughs) You can be like, God, yeah, I I understand, but no. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But yeah, so that is such a blessing. Shanika, do you have any last words for the ladies listening? Um, I think my last words would be just to keep the faith. Keep the faith. You know, it, it. we come into situations, situations present themselves where, you know, you're given the choice to stand or to bend. And, you know, standing sometimes gets you thrown into the fire. Mm. Um, but even when you're tossed in, you have the blessed assurance of knowing that God is going to be right there with you. So it's not that we never get tossed in the fire, but it's always that we're not in there by ourselves. We have a um, a covering. We have God who is always with us, who never leaves us and won't let us be consumed by the fire, won't let us be burned by the fire. And when we come out, we won't even smell like smoke. Amen. 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 And where can we find you? Where's your What's your website? Shanika, give us all of that information. I am um, Shanika Vale House dot com that's my website um i am at my transparent moments on instagram also at shanika vale house um on instagram i am shanika vale house on facebook and those are um i believe all of the platforms that i am on but pretty much the same across the board except i do have at my transparent moments amen amen shanika can you pray us out real quick sure Father, we thank you for allowing us to come together to have a time of conversation, um, but also to be able to gather together to lift your name and to bring glory to your name. We thank you for giving us all unique stories that we are able to come and collectively talk about, not just to say, woe is us, but to be able to point out how faithful you are, how good you are in spite of everything that we have to go through. Thank you for trusting us with the weight of some of these assignments. It doesn't feel good, but we know that if you trust us, oh God, that there's a short end at the end of it and that it works for our good and for your glory. We thank you, oh God, for manifested miracles for those who are listening in, for those who are believing, for those who have been challenged to um, believe you again, 
to believe your promises over them are yes and amen. We yes, thank you, Lord God, that um, for those who will get onesies or for those who will create rooms and for those who will go and get blankets, that their faith would be encouraged and would be uplifted every time they look at it to yes, not God. remember just what they're going through, but to remember what you said, that amen. you have plans for them and yes, that their plan, those plans are to prosper them and to give them a future and a hope. We thank you for being amen. good. And we thank you for being God. You're not just faithful when we get what we want, but you are faithful because you are God. And so we bless you you because of who you are. And we'll always give your name, honor, glory, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, ladies, that concludes this week's episode of the Journey to Motherhood podcast. As always, if you are listening in and you are dealing with infertility, miscarriage, or infant loss, and you want to be uh, near or or with other women that understand what you're going through, Womb Prep is always available. We are always looking forward to connecting with uh, new women that need a community of sisters that understand. Womb Prep is literally where, especially on our Facebook group, it is literally where you can come, you can vent, you can cry. We ask that you don't curse, um, but you can vent, you can cry. (laughs) You can vent, you can cry, but at the end of the day, after you stop venting after you stop crying we're going to encourage you we're going to pray for you and all that other good stuff and don't forget the journey to motherhood experience conference is november 12th and 13th here in atlanta georgia so if you're dealing with this you already know it's going down uh we have a full lineup of speakers we have alicia J, of course we have myself we have shante truscott we have uh erica mack with sisters and laws we have here we have Tierra Pritchett who is a mental health professional uh, we have Brittany King who is one for president we have a whole weekend set up for you yes, so you can come you can come chill with your sisters you can get the prayer and the encouragement that you need oh we also have my co-pastor co-pastor Teresa Goggins who is going to lead us in prayer let me tell y'all do not come cute on Saturday okay <laughs> you, you're going to cry your lashes off so just leave my home anyway but well, seriously don't worry. I'll be there with the lash blues. Yes! <laughs> you gonna be there with the lashes. For y'all that don't know, Alicia is also a makeup artist. So, there's that. But, yes. Uh, Womb Prep Conference, November 12th and 13th here in Atlanta, Georgia. For more information, you can go to www.wombprep.com for tickets and for more information. Alright, ladies. That's it for today. Love y'all. Bye! Love you guys. Bye! Bye.